This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Bambergus. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to this three-hour, three-segment interview. Tonight's special guest is mathematician, social scientist, and leading scholar on the phenomenon of non-local consciousness, better known to all of us as remote viewing. We'll discuss important research of targets remote viewed on planet Earth and other planets, our past, present, and what awaits us in 2013. Dr. Corny Brown will be with us shortly. And it's better to have it than not need it, than need it, and not have it. MMS. You can get it at our very test store. And you can also purchase our futuristic metal-cased USB drives with Seasons 1, 2, or 3, and bonus material. Visit the very test store for more information. And to get in touch with me, click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Remote viewers at the Farside Institute are currently engaged in a fascinating study using remote viewing to study climate and planetary change between the years 2008 and 2013. The initial results appear dramatic on a global scale, and the research does indeed suggest that major global change is a possibility between now and 2013. This is research 
not certitude. Remember what Albert Einstein once said, if we knew what we were doing, it wouldn't be cult research, would it? The experiment has no connection with the Mayan calendar hysteria related to 21 December 2012. This is an experiment that ends on 1 June 2013, and the data will be fully evaluated only after that date. This experiment is potentially one of the most significant experiments ever attempted using remote viewing as a data collection platform. The project describes change between the year 2008 and 2013 across nine geographical locations with a global spread. In general, these remote viewing data suggest the following types of physical changes across many geographical locations by mid-2013. Impacts from what appear to be large meteors leading to tsunamis and possible volcanism, extensive and forceful flooding of coastal areas, excessive solar radiation, storms and other several weather. In terms of the effects of these changes on humans, the data also suggest massive self-organized relocation from coastal areas, refugees, the breakdown of rescue or other notable government functioning, the breakdown of the food supply system, the breakdown of the vehicular transport system, extensive loss of buildings near coasts. Oddly, these results largely parallel recent warnings being issued by NASA relating to the dangers of severe solar storms anticipated around the years 2012 and 2013 that would threaten the global long-term use of electricity. NASA is not currently explaining exactly why these unprecedented and severe storms are anticipated, but the warnings themselves could not be more clear. Meteor impacts are not included in the current set of NASA warnings. Since it seems likely that major governments would be aware in advance of most near-term global threats, then it also seems likely that they would take some actions that would reflect their anticipation of those events. These actions would likely not be explained to the masses to avoid panic. Here's a list of largely anomalous governmental actions that may indicate an awareness of a near-term global threat that is suggested by these remote viewing data. These are not speculations, none of which prove anything, but considered collectively, they are exceptionally odd. The U.S. Space Shuttle has launched its last mission in mid-2011. NASA has entirely abandoned its government-funded manned spaceflight program, given the investment that the U.S. has made in launching humans into space since the 1960s. This is odd, especially since private efforts to launch humans into space are years away and currently unproven. It is as if the government does not anticipate being able to launch humans into space in the near future, for reasons not currently stated. The Svalbard Global Seed Vault is being sealed in 2011. This will allow the world to restart agriculture given a global catastrophe. The United Nations formally inspected the facility, which might seem odd for a Norwegian project. The timing of this project seems like a strange coincidence. United States and global debt. It is as if various governments are not expecting to have to pay back their debts, perhaps anticipating a global economic reset due to reasons not currently stated. The devaluing of the U.S. dollar seems to be a trend that will stay. Moody's, Standard & Poor's, and Fitch have announced that they may be devaluing the rating of the U.S. Treasury bond. Digging is everywhere. The U.S. has no nuclear enemies, yet it is digging huge underground facilities in inhospitable regions difficult for the masses to reach. Why? 
On the other hand, the Chinese tend to think collectively, and China is digging extraordinary subway complexes under most of its major cities in a crash program that seems odd in terms of timing and scope. Russia announced in 2011 that it is adding 5,000 new nuclear bomb shelters in Moscow, enabling it to protect all of Moscow's residents. The program is to be rushed so that it is finished in 2012. Why? Russia has no nuclear enemies. Russia's new subway system have also been replaced deeper than needed so that they can be used as deep emergency shelters. Again, why? Why all these preparations? And why the rush? NASA is now predicting that the sun may generate unprecedented solar storms for a lengthy period of between 2012 and 2013. We cannot accurately predict Earth's normal weather a week in advance, and it is by no means clear how NASA can do this with respect to unprecedented weather on the sun years in advance. They are saying that we are more dependent on vulnerable computer technology now, but we had similar dependencies in 2001 and 1990 when previous 11-year solar cycles hit. What is different about the current cycle? Some might suggest that NASA is acting as if it has some extra information that is not currently stated. And to discuss this and much more in a special three-hour edition, Dr. Corny Brown is coming up next. This is Mel Bambergus, and you're listening to Veritas. This is Angela Thompson-Smith, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Dr. Courtney Brown is a mathematician, a social scientist who teaches in the Department of Political Science at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. Independent of his work at the university, he's also the leading scholar on the subject of remote viewing as it is done using procedures that were developed by the United States military and used for espionage purposes or procedures that are derivative of those methodologies. Dr. Brown is the director and founder of the Farsight Institute, a nonprofit research and educational organization dedicated to the study of a phenomenon of non-local consciousness known as remote viewing. His recently published book on the subject, Remote Viewing, the Science and Theory of Non-Physical Perception, is the only book of its kind where the science of remote viewing is developed with respect to highly structured data collection methodologies. In this book, he analyzes data and develops a new theory that explains the remote viewing phenomenon as a consequence of superposition formation on the quantum level. And to learn more about Dr. Corny Brown, visit his websites at cornybrown.com and farsight.org. And directly from Atlanta, Georgia, what a privilege it is for me to finally welcome Dr. Courtney Brown to Veritas. Hello, Dr. Brown, and welcome. How are you? 
Well, you can call me Courtney, and it is great to be on your show, and I want to thank you. It's an honor to be here. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. You know, we've done, I believe it was last year, we spoke with uh, Dr. Angela Thompson-Smith. I don't know if you know who she is. but Oh, yeah. we I interact with her at the IRVA conferences, which is the International Remote Viewing Association conferences. And she actually just did a rather celebrated um, use of remote viewing uh, with a crime scene that was extremely successful. It was uh, really a marked mark in history. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, we discussed a lot of, of the, uh, the, the targets she remote viewed, and this is probably a new one. So I'm glad that we're revisiting the topic of remote viewing because I'm fascinated. Uh, my audience is fascinated too. But for those in the audience that may not know who you are, please tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond what I read. Sure. Well, I, I guess I should put the the punchline and to the part where I am the lead academic anywhere studying the subject of remote viewing as it is done using the structured data collection procedures that were developed by the United States military and used for espionage purposes or procedures that are derivative of that, of those methodologies. And the reason that is true unambiguously and absolutely is I am the only academic on the planet Earth that studies the subject of remote viewing as it's using those methodologies. Now, the interesting thing about it, I do that to largely tease my academic colleagues who basically out of fear of the implications that it would have on their career mobility who are afraid, essentially, to discuss the subject of remote viewing. And 15-plus years ago, when I started publishing in the area of remote viewing, everybody was laughing at me. They were all saying I was deluded, this is an embarrassment, and so on. Mel, nobody is laughing anymore. Nobody is laughing anymore. It's like that movie, Waiting to Exhale, that starred uh, Whitney Houston and some others, uh, where everybody is just holding their breath and saying, oh my gosh, this could be real. So the, yes, the essential idea is never bet against somebody who is both smart and never backs down. And that's what it is right now. I've been a keynote speaker, for example, at a group of Nobel's physicists in Lucerne. I speak in university settings all over the world and in prestigious venues. And, you know, nobody's laughing anymore. People want to know what this is all about. And this is a particularly interesting time for me because I am at the university. Again, I do not do any of this studies of remote viewing at the university, but I am the leading academic and I'm also a mathematician, an applied mathematician working in a social science program. And it's because I'm a mathematician, I speak the same language as physicists. And the physicists and I can discuss these issues. And we differ because there's a lot of intellectual baggage that the physicists often carry with them into the conversations, especially tied to the perceived reality associated with classical mechanics, but also with the idea that relativistic physics is the absolute law of the universe. And so the conversations are interesting, but the the language is the same, the language of mathematics. And so the discussions of where we have to go in order to understand why remote viewing can work are very, very interesting. And so I was, I was on the stage, for example, in Lucerne with 
uh, Hans-Peter Dorr, former head of the Max Planck Institute, and we were discussing and this this subject, and we were, and he, he looked at me on stage, and said, "So you're really talking about a generalization of quantum mechanics?" And I said, "That's exactly it, because unless you understand why the macro reality matches and maps up with." what we know about the small quantum reality, there's no way to make sense of how remote viewing could even work. So those who say it can't work because the laws of physics are X, Y, and Z, and they don't allow it, so go away, they're really frightened right now because the remote viewing has not gone away. So the only thing left is a revision of those laws of laws of physics. But at the Farsight Institute, and again, for those of your listeners who want to go to the website, we're the largest science shop anywhere on the planet that has full-blown studies of the remote viewing uh, remote viewing studies of unbelievably interesting topics and at the institute's website which is www.farsight like seeing far f a r s i g h t .org everything is there all of the data are there for all of our stuff we have mastered the realm of public demonstrations of remote viewing so that people the old days where people had a scientist go into his laboratory and come out and say I did this in my laboratory trust me those are gone we have to have ways to publicly verify the collection of data so that people know no one's cheating we've mastered that and with that we've gone into projects such as Mel you won't believe this but one of the most interesting projects we just got published in a leading mainstream scientific journal the Journal of Scientific Exploration, peer-reviewed. And it was a project that was originally designed to, and successfully designed to, test for the existence of multiple realities. Mel, let me ask you a question. What color shirt is your, are you wearing right now? Black. Well, there's another version of this interview that you're doing right now in, in which you're wearing a blue shirt or in which you're interviewing somebody else. The reality is there are multiple realities, and we did a test of this. This is an idea that had been around since 1957 when Hugh Everett, working under John Wheeler at Princeton, published his dissertation, and it was widely scoffed at. We often talk about it as the other world's interpretation of quantum mechanics, and it was widely scoffed at. Um, the early physicists, such as Niels Bohr, uh, Werner Heisenberg and so on, they were hugely opposed to the idea that there could be multiple versions of anything, especially big things like you and I, let alone small things like subatomic particles. And so he was life that, and he, he got so upset by it that he left physics and went into the defense department where he started to work with nuclear weaponry. And he was one of the primary architects for the principle of MAD, which is Mutually Assured Destruction. This is Hugh Everett we're talking about. And Mutually Assured Destruction, we actually have to say thank you, Hugh Everett, <laughs> because he saved our butts. You see, back in those days, there were many people, politicians, some policymakers, but also many people in the military, generals, who were actively arguing in favor of a first strike. This was during the Cold War, the beginning of the Cold War, and they were arguing in favor of a first strike, a nuclear strike against Russia and China, in order to eliminate the enemies now before we have to deal with them later when they have more capability. And Hugh Everett was the one who said, 
this is not going to work, the collateral damage to us will be catastrophic. It'll be a wipeout for us as well. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.